Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, January 26th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Upping the ante in the three-row SUV game as Toyota finally redesigns its Sequoia. But first, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. General Motors' Mary Barra and Ford's Jim Farley will be among a group of CEOs meeting with U.S. President Joe Biden today. On the agenda, discussion of the president's sweeping spending package that stalled in Congress, which included generous but divisive incentives for EV purchases. The administration has discussed breaking off more popular chunks of the Build Back Better plan that could win congressional approval. It's unclear how EV subsidies might play in that field. GM is one of two automakers, along with Tesla, to have exhausted the current support, which declines after a company reaches 200,000 EV sales in the U.S. Mary Barra heads to Washington one day after announcing several large investments in Michigan, mostly for EV and battery production. $4 billion will go to the conversion of its Chevrolet Bolt assembly plant in Orion Township, north of Detroit, so that it can build battery-powered versions of the Chevrolet Silverado and GMC Sierra full-size pickups. She revealed that Silverado at CES earlier this month. In Lansing, GM and its Ultium battery partner, LG Energy Solution, are investing $2.6 billion to build a battery cell manufacturing factory. That is slated to be the third Ultium plant in the U.S. when it opens in 2024. The automaker is also investing $510 million in two Lansing assembly plants to upgrade production capability for internal combustion vehicles. With the ability to make 1 million EVs a year by the end of 2025, Barra said the investments were a big step forward toward the company's goal to be the market leader in EVs by mid-decade. Not quite as splashy, but Farley has some good news of his own to talk about. Ford disclosing it has booked 10,000 orders for the 2022 e-transit electric van from about 300 commercial and government customers. The automaker will soon begin deliveries of the EV, which is expected to be a key part of the new Ford Pro commercial business subsidiary. Among those 300 customers, Walmart. You may recall earlier this month, Walmart ordered 5,000 electric vans from General Motors' new brand, Brightdrop. Ford Pro CEO Ted Canis says the retail giant has ordered 1,100 e-transits. The van comes in eight configurations and starts under $45,000, including shipping. In other EV pricing news, Kia releasing prices for its upcoming EV6 electric crossover. The base standard range version will start at a little over $42,000. That's also including shipping. The top trim with a dual motor is priced above $57,000. The vehicle does qualify for the current federal tax credit. Uh, the full amount 
$7,500, plus any state and local credits. Kia says the EV6 will be available in all 50 states in the coming weeks. Over in Europe, Volkswagen Group CEO Herbert Diess has tested positive for COVID-19. The automaker says Diess has not experienced any symptoms and is working from home. The executive is vaccinated and has received a booster shot. Also, later today, Tesla will report fourth quarter and full year earnings after the markets close. CEO Elon Musk previously said he'll give a product update during a call with analysts and investors. And that's the news you need to know. The Toyota Sequoia is getting its first redesign in more than a decade. Larry Veliquet tells me all about it after this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed-price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Toyota became the number one automaker in the U.S. in light vehicle sales last year, well, largely because GM stumbled, but also because of the growing popularity of its crossovers and SUVs. But the body-on-frame Sequoia had fallen behind its full-size peers from GM. And the competition has only gotten tougher as more brands, including Jeep and several luxury lines, have added three-row models. Last night, Toyota pulled the wraps off the 2023 Sequoia. You can see photos at autonews.com. But right now, I'm going to ask Auto News reporter Larry Valquette, who covers Toyota, about the redesign. I should note that pricing and fuel economy were not announced, and the Sequoia is expected in dealerships late this summer. Larry Valquette, welcome back to Daily Drive. It's good to be back, Jamie. So you're writing about the Toyota Sequoia. It looks like the company is finally trying to get serious again in the really competitive, booming three-row SUV category. Yes, and like the Tundra, it's been a long time coming. <laughs> the Tundra pickup, of course, is your reference. Yeah, that, it's, that, was, that was 14 years in the making. And uh, the Sequoia, which is, is the, uh, the Tundra with a, <laughs> with a covered back end, 
uh, that that's equally as long. But this is a really important segment, right? It's uh, GM's kind of dominated, but it's it's in it's really grown. We've got a lot more luxury entries. Uh, of course, Jeep is now in the three row space. Uh, it's really time for Toyota not only to update this vehicle, but to really get competitive. Yeah, I mean, it, it, uh, they've had this vehicle for a long time, right? This vehicle in the early part of the millennium <laughs> uh, was pushing around, pushed 70,000, over 70,000 sales a year. It's now, last year, it did uh, eight and change. It's something that they really, really needed an investment in, and especially in that segment which is so important and so profitable, uh, especially for General Motors, uh, which is, you know, why Jeep got into it. It's, it's really, it, uh, as minivans have declined and, and uh, consumers have moved from, from minivans into other, you know, looking for other practical vehicles, SUVs is where they've landed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it gives them the three rows and it gives them a, a better image. You know, people like it and more capability, just not as much storage generally. Right. Yeah, you can tow. You just uh, you, you maybe can't get the forty sheets of uh, of drywall in that you could that you can with. <laughs> so uh, this new Sequoia also has some. Speaking of the third row, has some innovations back there. Yeah, and it it shows how seriously it shows again really how seriously automakers are taking the third row now in SUVs and crossovers. Uh, as you know, later later on, um, uh, Toyota is going to do uh, give the Highlander uh, a more livable third row. They're going to introduce a grand Highlander because of the small third row uh, that it, that's in that vehicle now. But with the Sequoia, what they've done is really pretty interesting. They've, uh, they've put the third row seats Instead of fixing them in one location, like most automakers do, they've, they've made them adjustable. Uh, so you can go fore and aft or aft up to six inches, meaning wow. that, yeah, which is, you know, kind of a huge space in, you know, relative terms mm-hmm. uh, for those third row seats. So if you need more legroom back there, you can actually move it back and, and get more legroom. Now, of course, that, that comes at, uh, the expense, if you add the legroom, you know, the expense comes from the storage. So most people will have to find a happy balance. But of course, the second row seats move too. So it makes it uh, far more utilitarian than what that vehicle, certainly what that vehicle was before and what a lot of vehicles in that segment are. Yeah, that gives you a lot more flexibility. If you are three couples going out to dinner, you, you don't need all the storage space. You can slide it back, have some more legroom. If it's uh, you're taking the grandkids, uh, you know, out of town, you can slide it forward and uh, and fit some more bags there. Yeah, if you take two couples out to dinner, one of those couples doesn't have to be you know double amputees in order to fit into the third row. Uh, really, the other thing too that's that's cool that they did uh, is that they've introduced a uh, what they're calling their adjustable cargo shelf system, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is- which is kind of it's a neat innovation. It's relatively, you know, simple. Not a lot, not a lot of bells and whistles. It just gives the vehicle a flat load floor uh, when the seats are down. So you you've got a flat load floor from the uh, from the first row seats back if you need it. Now, uh, 
it won't fit a sheet of plywood. It won't pass the plywood test, you know, straight across laying flat. But, it, but you can get a sheet of plywood in or drywall, a four by eight sheet uh, at an angle. Uh, so it does give you some, some utility. Yeah, this vehicle is moving upscale a little. I'm not sure how much drywall it's going to be hauling. So one more thing about this, it's, uh, you know, it, the outgoing model in it, you know, as old as it was, it was not very fuel efficient, uh, but the new one is going to come with a standard hybrid. Yeah, every, uh, you're not going to have a choice of a, uh, you know, of a big V8. It's a twin turbo V6, uh, what they call their iForce hybrid powertrain. It's the same hybrid powertrain that's, uh, that's an option in the Tundra uh, where they hope to sell about 25% of them, but 100% of the Sequoias will be with this hybrid powertrain. And what it does, it's instead of, you know, it's not a Prius, <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a hybrid with a, with a motor between the transmission and the engine that uh, is tuned for additional power. And in this case, it's given the Sequoia, the ability to tow up to 9,000 pounds, which is a 22% increase over the previous version. It's, it's kind of huge. We don't really know what you think of with the hybrid uh, <laughs> necessarily. And I, I need to correct you on the name. It's the iForce Max. It's interesting because, of course, Toyota was so well known for the Prius, uh, which got, you know, like 50 miles to the gallon, uh, but, you know, doesn't have a lot of power, doesn't have a lot of get up and go. And as they've moved into crossover and as crossovers and SUVs with their hybrid technology, they've really shifted the bias toward adding power and performance because that's really what people are more often likely to pay for than fuel economy. Yeah, it's it's still a balancing act, and of course, you know, uh, because it's a hybrid, it will get more, it will be more fuel efficient than you know if it weren't. Uh, but the uh, the way it's tuned is just for this for the added grunt, the low end grunt uh, when it needs it. Yeah, as you wrote, four hundred thirty seven uh, max horsepower and five hundred eighty three pound, uh, pounds feet of torque. So, pretty serious numbers from a V six. Yeah, that's a lot of torques. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Larry, thanks so much. No problem. Hey, uh, always good to talk to you. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can find the most comprehensive auto industry coverage any time of day at autonews.com. Thanks to Josh Fried for his editing and production. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan. And thanks to you for listening. Now, let's get back to work. <laughs>